there are a lot of things that we hear about twins, in addition to them being, I mean, really similar in a lot of different ways, but things like, um, how some twins have the uncanny ability to sense when the other twin is in danger, or how twin babies have their own language and communicate with each other in that language, or even things like telepathic communication, for example. Um, growing up, or when I was very little in elementary school, I always had this reoccurring dream of me in a Ford Runner car. At first it was parked in the driveway, but for some nightmarish reason, the car starts rolling backwards and I'm, what, in elementary school and I don't know how to drive and so that's when panic mode hits. And then growing up, I told my sister that dream and it turned out I had the same dream. <laughs> and this reoccurred over our childhood. <laughs> yeah. Like everything looked exactly the same. Everything looked exactly the same. I was probably three years old in my dream, short haircut, white dress, and a behind the wheel of a big forerunner, green forerunner. And we're rolling, um, we're reversing our car, or the car reverses down the driveway. We, I had no control. I didn't know how to drive. I panicked. Yeah, we had the same dream. <laughs> Do you wake up after that? Yeah, because that dream ends right there. Yeah, we never know the ending. (laughs) You're listening to Convos at the Counter on KUCI 88.9 FM Irvine with Angela Gao. And this episode, we bring you some twin-centric stories from people who are actually twins. Stories about finding identity and mistaken identity. And if you're anything like me, you've always wondered what it might be like being a twin. And now perhaps you'll understand a little bit better than before. So without further ado, our first two guests enjoy. My name is Alicia, and I recently graduated from UC Irvine, June of 2012. I'm currently working as a pharmacy technician in a medical clinic, and we'll be starting pharmacy school in the fall. My name is Trisha Hallam. I graduated same class, same year, June 2012, from UC Irvine. I am also a pharmacy technician, but I work in retail pharmacy with Vons. Yay! <laughs> and I'm starting pharmacy school as well. <laughs> so this is Alicia and I'm older than Trisha by 60 seconds. One minute. Because it was C-section. Oh, and we come from a line of twins. We're actually the fourth set in our mom on our mom's side of the family. Um we have aunties who are twins. We also have a aunt who has two pairs of twins, a set of girls and a set of boys. And we're the fourth one and also the youngest one in our family. And are you identical twins or fraternal twins? We are identical twins, though we do not look alike. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> 
when we were little, we looked exactly alike. No one could tell us apart except with a blue birthmark on my arm. That Trisha doesn't have. That Trisha doesn't have. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but that was the only way they could tell us apart. And then eventually I got fatter, and everyone knew that the fatter baby was Alicia because she stole my food all the time. <laughs> That's why I was known as the crybaby because I would cry because she stole my food. Um, growing up was fun because you're never lonely. Like, I never had an imaginary friend. I always had a best friend who was always there for me. But it was also hard because you're always compared to. Um, yeah, you're always compared to. There's nothing. We're never, I don't know, we're never independent. I don't know how to say it. Well, every time people talk to us, they're like, whoa, there's two of you, two of the exact same person. Double trouble was our popular nickname. And so growing up, it was hard to find our own identity separate from each other. Okay, so when you were, you guys were kids, did you find it, like, was it annoying when people would refer to you guys as, like, one entity? Or did you mind it? Or was it okay? I mean, everyone called us the twins, but I think it was fine. I think when we were young, we didn't know any better, so we were fine with, oh, the twins, the Hallam twins. But then as we grew older in high school, um, we found out that, yeah, we don't know who we are, like our individual selves. We know each other as, yeah, we're, we're a twin, we're part of someone else, but we didn't know who we were ourselves if that makes sense mm -hmm. <laughs> when you were growing up did you have like the same group of friends all the time yeah we had the same group of friends in middle school pretty much up to high school as well and college too <laughs> <laughs> but we branched out a lot more in college did you guys spend most of your time together Yes, yes, of course. <laughs> we did the same things, which is, I guess, why people always compare us. We always had piano lessons together, tennis lessons together. We were on the same tennis team, the same badminton team. Same classrooms, which is why, I guess, we were. it's easy to compare us. Mm. So, this is, like, did people, or did you look like very very similar when you were younger like in terms of dress and like yeah our parents <laughs> dressed us up in our baby dresses like baby doll dresses and everything was the same same haircut just same position of the bows everything alike <laughs> until probably middle, middle school, school. <laughs> when we could dress ourselves <laughs> but okay. that's when our styles dip, um, became different. When did you guys start realizing you, it was uncomfortable to be constantly, like... Compared to? Yeah. I would say probably high school. high school. That was when we were growing and maturing and had different interests and um, realized that, like, different boys liked each other, like 
all the guys that I thought was cute liked her. And I'm like, why not? I look the same. <laughs> but no. you know what? That's what got us. We're different. <laughs> but my sister liked all the bad boys. So we had different interests. Yeah, we did. Uh, yeah, pretty much high school. We joined the sports team, the tennis team, and I thought she was way better. So that kind of lowered my self-esteem. <laughs> but I thought my sister was so much more creative because at home she'd be knitting, she'd be making you know, scarves, beanies, picture frames, whatnot. So I don't know, it's just different. So what sort of things did you do to try to like differentiate yourself from your sibling? Haircut. My my hair was always um, short if hers was really long. And if mine was really long, she put I would it cut short. my hair. <laughs> and we would go back and forth switching yeah. switching my uh, hair. That's length. like confusing for people. Yeah, we throw people <laughs> off. <laughs> and I think I think it became so obvious in college during our first year because we lived apart. And I guess whenever we were with each other, we would compensate each other. Our personalities compensated each other. For example, Trish was the always the quiet one and shy, but I was the louder one because I felt like I needed to be. This was in high school? Mm-hmm. But then when it came to college, we lived in separate dorms and our personalities switched. Like I became really quiet and shy and then my sister became really loud. So in that way, we found our own identity with, without each other, if that makes sense. <laughs> so when you guys are separate, you act a little bit differently than when you're together? Yes, yes. Because we, when we're together, we try to be different. But when we're not together, we just automatically we're similar ourselves. <laughs> when we were living in separate dorms, my sister and I would always have tennis dates just to update each other about our lives. And it's fun because you're exercising together. Well. When my sister lived in, where'd you live again? Arroyo. Oh, yeah. When my sister lived in Arroyo and I lived in Isla, we would meet in the middle in the Mesa courts. Do they have tennis courts? I forget. The Bren events courts. Okay. Um, we would meet there, and I remember just walking across the courts, and my sister wears the same exact thing that I'm wearing, and. We didn't realize this, but we were wearing a black skirt, our wildcat tennis high school shirt, and wearing the same shoes. <laughs> and we realized, like, when we're together, we try to dress differently, but obviously when we're separate, we tend to choose the same attire. <laughs> not without my sister if that makes sense because 
When I thought she was the sportier one, she thought I was the crafty one. We didn't know we had jealousy. We were were jealous of each other. Once we realized that about each other, we're like, you know what? We have our own niche. Like, we are different. And I don't think I could have um, understood my identity in my way without her. So in a way, like, we're still a part of each other and we still helped each other in our own identities. Yeah. listening to Convos at the Counter on KUCI 88.9 FM Irvine. Well, my name is James and uh, I just graduated from UCI last year. Uh-huh. Um, what did you major in? I majored in music. I played trumpet. And I'm from San Diego. You are a twin. Yes. So, what's your twin's name? My twin's name is Tracy. Can you introduce him a little bit? Sure. Um, (laughs) His name is Tracy. Okay. And he is, uh, he lives in LA. He's going to school right now for, um, for kinesiology and he wants to be a physical therapist. Wow. That's cool. Yeah. Does he also play an instrument? He plays saxophone. Okay. So how many minutes apart are you guys? One. What? <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> I didn't know that. And are you younger or older? I'm the younger of the two. By one minute? Yes. Does he rub it in your face? All the time. Oh, okay. <laughs> He's going to not let me forget it until ever. And then once we get old, I'm never going to let him forget it. <laughs> That he's one minute older than you. Yep. (laughs) So, are you guys fraternal twins or identical twins? Uh, well, it's actually a little weird answering that question because the, what the doctor said when we were born is that we're what's called half identical twins. Oh, okay. Um, let's pull back for a second and review a little bit of biology. So the two big classifications of twins, monozygotic twins and dizygotic twins. Don't be scared by the big words. It really just means did the twin come from one egg or two eggs? So in layman's terms, it's known as identical twins or fraternal twins. So the identical ones, um, you might have guessed, they're identical. So the twins look pretty much the same. In terms of genetics, they're identical as well. Um, Fraternal twins are basically like regular siblings, actually. Um, But they're born on the same day. They have the same birthday. So fraternal twins can look as similar as siblings can look. But they don't appear to be exactly the same like identical twins do. So for the longest time, I thought identical and fraternal twins were the only types of twins that existed until I met this guy, James. So it's a, a different kind of twin where uh, it's actually the one uh, egg that splits into two. It just decides, like, I want to be two eggs. And then each of those eggs are fertilized. And so you have two twins that have the same exact genes from their mom but different genes from their dad 
So we look pretty alike, but we're not identical. But we're not really fraternal either. So you're half identical, sort of fraternal. Yeah. It's okay. The easy answer is fraternal twins, but the technical answer is half identical. Okay. So if, if some random stranger just saw you guys, like, he'd be like, oh, yeah, those guys, they're, they're definitely twins. Yeah. Okay. The doctor described you as being mirror image half identical twins. But what about the mirror image part? No. Okay. Well, that part's a lot easier to explain. Okay. Um, but it's also pretty weird. They call us mirror image twins because um, Tracy's right-handed hmm? and I'm left-handed. And then um, I don't know if you've had classes or anything where they talk about left-brained or right-brainedness, uh-huh. but um, he's being right-handed and he's definitely way more left-brained right. than I am. Like very, very much more like grounded and logical and that sort of thing. Uh-huh. Um, and then um, I'm left-handed and very much more right-brained, like kind of uh, creative and. Uh, Artistic. Artistic. I was just going to say weird. Okay. But, you know. <laughs> it was our annual, I guess, our annual trip to go get new clothes for school. Mm-hmm. We would go once a year to, like, JCPenney or wherever. Oh, like back-to-school shopping. Yeah, the back-to-school sales. Go to the back-to-school sale and just pick up some shirts or something. Um, so I think we, we were older now, we're like maybe around 12. Mm-hmm. Um, and my dad had kind of dropped us off in the store, told us like, go find some shirts, like come back when you're ready. And so, uh, we just left and we're going through the, we're going through the aisles and, you know, playing games like running around doing races and playing hide and seek and stuff. So we eventually did get around to picking out clothes and stuff and came to the end of, um, to this point where Tracy had tried on a shirt and was looking for me because he wanted to say, like, oh, like, how does this look or something? So he's looking for me, and I hear him calling me, James, James, from the other aisle. So I, like, go to look for him, and I'm turning the corner right when I hear him say, James, again. And then right when I'm about to say, oh, here, over here, he turns and walks off in some random direction and I was like, what is he doing? So <laughs> I'm just watching him walk down the walk down the aisle. He's like, James, James, I see you right there. Why aren't you answering me? And I was so confused because I was standing behind him and he was walking in the other direction. And then I looked past him and realized that he was walking towards a mirror. <laughs> and um, <laughs> it's like, James, what are you doing? James, and he like picked up his hand to like, wave it at me or something and then realized that I also picked up my hand to wave at him and then realized that I was him and he'd been staring at a mirror the whole time and so <laughs> then he took a really embarrassed look around the store and became the only twin on the face of the planet ever to mix his himself up with his twin <laughs> yeah we looked really really alike when we were little it was it was to the point where I think we have to guess at some of our, some of our younger pictures, and our parents used to color code us to make sure that they didn't mix us up. <laughs> nice. I was blue and he was yellow. Oh man! But then you could do all sorts of weird things with that, where you switch shirts or something. Well, only when we were like until we were 
like three or four. Oh, okay. When we were babies, they used to color code us. And so then all growing up, we'd have the, so what if you guys like were switched at some point and you're really Tracy? Like <sighs> all those questions. So, so how did, how did he react to his, his screwing up his uh, own? <laughs> um, well, I came around the corner laughing really hard and then he got, got kind of mad. Like, why did you, why did you say anything? And I just kind of, I don't know. Just, what am I supposed to do if he's like walking towards a mirror? Am I supposed to? I just had a good laugh about it, and then we didn't talk about it for a long time. And then, uh, later, my dad was like, "Hey, thought I heard Tracy yelling. Is everything okay?" And then we both kind of just like <laughs> told the story. It's got added to the family archives. Now guys are both in college mm-hmm. and instead of having the same group of friends that you knew like that everyone had there were strangers that Tracy was friends with that you didn't know and some people that you were friends with that he didn't know because I mean college is such a big place right yeah so we actually totally differentiated when we came to college oh, like, really? yeah it was um, we kind of I guess one of the big things about <clears throat> about growing up as a twin is that everyone kind of refers to you as a unit. Uh-huh. So sometimes it's nice, like you have that person with you all the time, but uh-huh. other times it gets really like kind of stifling because you, like a lot of twins just want, have this kind of struggle that they would just want to be their own person. Right. So upon getting to college, we just went in totally different directions. Um, we had like very small group of common friends which was our dorm Uh and even within the dorm like kind of differentiated but I had a huge amount of people that were like my friends from around UCI that were that he didn't even know and then he uh ended up joining a club or something that and he had a ton of people in that club that didn't even know he was a twin um and so, um, one such person, um, I was coming out of my dorm one day and I just heard somebody say, hi, Tracy. <laughs> and so, um, I was pretty awkward and really, really, really shy when I first came to college. Um, and so I kind of had this weird defense mechanism where, um, if somebody called me Tracy, normally I would just, at my high school or something, I'd be like, I'm not Tracy. Like, what are you talking about? You know better, <laughs> or something like that. But um, at UCI, there were just so many people that didn't know that we were twins. That when somebody came up and said, "Hey, Tracy," I would um, when somebody said, "Hey, Tracy," I would just start acting like Tracy, and I would start talking like him. And uh, I mean, we knew all of each other's stuff, like classes and personal interest and everything so we're, we're twins so it was very very easy to just immediately kind of become Tracy when somebody <laughs> was like hey Tracy um so that's what I did I came out of my dorm one day and there is this there is this girl that was like hey Tracy and I just I'd never seen her before in my life so I freaked out and was like oh hey how are you doing <laughs> and um we just walked all the way from Mesa to social science talking about Tracy's life and his classes and everything and um 
and it felt really weird, but I didn't want to make her feel bad that, that she didn't know. And I also, uh, was just really awkward and didn't, and didn't know how to handle that. Um, just my knee jerk reaction was to, to do that. So we talked about her classes and stuff and Tracy's classes and, um, all up to social sciences and then said bye and I told Tracy all that stuff later like oh I had this conversation with this like with this girl and like described it. he's like oh I know who that is and then just relayed the information to him so that he was caught up next time he saw her and then um <laughs> and then I met her in one of my classes okay. and um and that's when I introduced her introduced myself to her I was like oh hi I'm James and like kind of heard her, her talk about herself a little bit and I already knew all this stuff which was weird I felt like a, like I felt so creepy <laughs> but um, but after she talked enough that I that I could like reasonably deduce who she was I, I was like oh I think my brothers told me about you or something uh, are you like in Big Ben and she was like oh yeah yeah he's in the Big Ben too and so we I was like oh I'm his brother so we talked about that and then I, I eventually let her in on it one day after we were like pretty good friends I was like oh, okay I have something to like confess and she's like <laughs> what and I was like okay so like you know all those like conversations you had with Tracy in freshman year and she's like yeah like they weren't with Tracy <laughs> <laughs> it was a pretty awkward conversation <laughs> Wait, so how did she react to that she no way <laughs> And then didn't really believe me, and I was like, yeah, and kind of cited a couple, like, like th that time you said hi on the bus, and we talked about this, or like the time where we watched Social Sciences, and she's like, that was you the whole time? And I got like a good punch on my shoulder for that one, but, um, and, but we had a good laugh about it. She was very, um, very understanding. <laughs> Je n'avais jamais ôté mon chapeau devant personne. Thank you for listening to Combos at the Counter here on KUCI 88.9 FM Irvine. This episode was produced by me, Angela Gao, with special thanks to KUCI as well as freesound.org. You can find the full credits for the sounds that we've used as well as the music that we've played in the background online at our website convos at the counter.wordpress.com also on the website you can find pictures from this week's show up next we have off the couch with paul osgood so stay tuned he's awesome that's it i'll be seeing you guys next week here on kuci 80.9 fm irvine J'étais dur à cuire, elle m'a converti La fine mouche Et je suis tombé tout chaud, tout rôti Contre sa bouche Qui a des dents de lait quand elle sourit Quand elle chante Et des dents de loup quand elle est furie Qu'elle est méchante Je me suis fait tout petit devant une poupée Qui ferme les yeux quand on la couche 
Je me suis fait tout petit devant une poupée Qui fait maman quand on la touche Je subis sa loi, je file tout doux Sous son empire Bien qu'elle soit jalouse au-delà de tout Et même pire Une jolie pervenche qui m'avait paru Plus jolie qu'elle Une jolie pervenche un jour en mourut À coups d'ombrelle Je me suis fait tout petit devant une poupée Qui ferme les yeux quand on la couche je me suis fait tout petit devant une poupée Qui fait maman quand on la touche Tous les somnambules, tous les mages m'ont dit sans malice Quand ses bras en croix je subirai mon Dernier supplice Il en est de pire, il en est de meilleur Mais à tout prendre Qu'on se pend ici, qu'on se pend ailleurs S'il faut se pendre Je me suis fait tout petit devant une poupée Qui ferme les yeux quand on la couche je me suis fait tout petit devant une poupée Qui fait maman quand on la touche Ouh, je...